Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bibles open, we'll be in the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. The title of this sermon is, The Wickedness of Man Was Great in the Earth. Here's the second half and conclusion to this two-part study. When the sons of God came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them, those were the mighty men whom of old men of renown. Now the word giants I have in the New King James, that's the version I use. You may have the Nephilim. You may have that in your verse. Um, The Nephilim, the word actually in the Hebrew just means giant. And, and so they were uh, fallen ones, and it can refer to the mixture of, again, the fallen angels and the human uh, daughters of men, if that's that theory. But you also have the other theory. Remember we talked about, like you had the other theory where it's the follower of God and the unfollower of God come together. But guess what? The genetics were what? They weren't muddied up yet. Now, I've seen, I mean, Andre the Giant, Right? We've seen giants. We've seen men that are over seven feet. Seven foot six. Now we're talking about giants. We don't know how, how big they were, but they were distinct. Because they were talked about here. The Nephilim were, were considered a, a very violent class of people. And, 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 and simply means that everyone that... that as we look at the theory that the sons of God, I mean, if it was simple, man, it could happen because of the genetics. But you could also, when you see this, it was, it, it's something that struck fear when the Nephilim is brought up because it's brought up later on in, in the Old Testament. And, and so, you know, one of the things that, that, uh, that we mention here is that, you know, in the Nephilim after the flood, according to... Genesis chapter 6 verse 4 the Israelites spied on the land of Canaan they reported back to Moses and when they saw the Nephilim the descendants of Anak uh, came from the Nephilim we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked at them the same to them and we looked the same to them and that's in Numbers chapter 13 verses 33 right and you go well wait a minute God wiped out right so what's going on so Moses, we see that they, um, the Nephilim here the, and, and Canaan mentioned the sons of Anak. And, and it talks about the, the, the An- Anakinites. And, and you know them by the, 
or you've heard of them, and, and they're covered in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 1 through 10. And so they're, they, they, the Nephilim themselves in the land of the days before the flood, so they, the, the patches do, doesn't explicitly say how these giants came to be, but what we do know is that in the grand scheme, they were, they were feared. And, and maybe it was talked about by Noah. And those stories continued on. But we know that you have, you have um, David and Goliath. And so Goliath was a big man. And did he come from that same, same uh, genetics? But no, it got wiped out. But again, again, unnatural. So that's why I can see that other, that other view of a, a follower of God and a non-follower of God. And these things happen. And so it's important for us as we look at this, I guess the, the, the biggest things is that we, uh, when we get fixated on a problem, I think the biggest thing with Scripture is, is not to forget what the main point is here. The main point of this Scripture tonight is verses 5 through 8. See, we can spend a lot of time, and, and let me tell you something. If you go online, you can spend hours upon hours with people who have done things about the Nephilim that have written about the sons of God. Be careful what you go and look at because there's a lot of bad stuff that's out there. I always tell you there's guys like Don Stewart and Mike Winger. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, they're going to all, Tom Hughes is another good one. Uh, and, and they break that stuff down. And, and so, but our main point is really the wickedness of man. That's our main point in verse 5. In verse 5 it says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of thoughts of his heart's heart was only evil continually. Was on evil continually. Think about this. Their thoughts and what's on their heart is just constant evil. Constant evil. And, 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 you know, it, when we look at this, it, it's, it's to remember that God knows the heart and the mind. He knows what's going on. He stands outside of time. It, and, and to understand that, that, that he's all-knowing. I think it comes down to, for us, and even to this day, is what Joshua said. You know, you're either going to choose to follow one thing or another. And Moses kind of gave them that too, but in Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15, it says, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river in Egypt. So you can see that it was already a problem there with Joshua. Serve the Lord. And, and if it seems evil to you, serve the Lord, choose yourself, this day whom you will serve, whether the gods, and little g, which your father served that were on the, the side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Like, you, you don't need to tell nobody tell you that there's wickedness happening continually today. We're seeing it. You know, the thoughts of men are evil. And, and, and for us, the thing for us is to remember, like, this is a personal choice. Ask for me and my house. We're not following those gods. Little G's. 
Those false gods, we, we can't have anything to do with that. But you need to choose. Because maybe you've allowed some of those little G's back into your life. The little gods. The little things. Maybe it's like, at the end of the day, you need to put some action behind your words. And, and, and that's what faith is. Faith is an action. If you believe in God, then those things have to go. Why are you going to continue to follow wickedness if you've chosen to follow God? In Joshua 24, verse 23, it says, Now therefore, he said, Put away the foreign gods which are among you, and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And even when Moses was dying, this was still a problem. Still a problem. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 21, when Moses is dying, he's given the instructions to Joshua. He says, Then it shall be with many evils and troubles have come upon them that saying the song will testify against them as a witness, for it will not be forgotten in their mouths, their descendants. For I know the inclination of their behavior today, even before I have brought them to the land of which I swore to give them. He's like, I know they're going to fall. I know they're going to choose evil. I know that they're going to marry, intermarry false, uh, intermarry those, those other uh, ungodly people and, and that they're going to bring those false gods into Israel. And so that's why it's such a problem. And it's a problem for us today. It's like you have to choose. It's like this is a choice that we make. There is wickedness. And, and the wickedness they're talking about, it was continued. And it's not us just serving, just coming to church. There's too much of that. That's why it's like even for us as a little church, I don't, I, I don't need you to come in here and give me the Christian knees and all the other stuff. All oh, glory to God. I'm blessed. I'm whatever. And your life is a train wreck. I want you to be real. I need prayer. I'm being attacked. <laughs> My kids are being attacked. I'm in trouble. I'm struggling. I'm not saying that you have to put your business out on the street, but you better have somebody within the church that you can go to that can give you godly wisdom and give you godly advice because there is wickedness everywhere we go. And because you walk with God, they... I'm telling you, they, they want to make sure they get, they get to you. That's where we're at today. My son, he's dealing with stuff at work, and I see all this stuff with the LGBTQIA and all that stuff, and, and I'm, I'm just puzzled why people just don't get fired. We don't fire nobody no more. I told him, you know what, if you can give me about, let's, let's replace all the bosses, and we'll bring in anybody who's over the age of 60. And we'll have the country running the way it needs to run. My, God, my dad would knock people up the head, <laughs> upside the head. You're fired. Get out. You're not doing what I'm paying you to do. Get out. I don't care about your feelings and emotions. This is what you were paid to do. Do your job. That's the problem with our country right now. We're too mixed up in our emotions and feelings. And, and so when I look at this, it's like if, if I'm being called to surrender my life and follow Jesus and die daily, I'm not going to pick up and start following false gods. And we're seeing too much of this today. 
I think I posted something about this week. We got a lot of, uh, of uh, in the pulpit, we have death in the pulpit, and we have death coming from the pulpit from the person speaking. Because there's no life. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, it says, uh, in Mark 7, verses 20, it says, And he said, what, what comes out of a person is what defiles him from within, uh, from within. Out the heart of man comes evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a person. So if you're allowing these things back into your heart, you need to stop. You need to repent tonight. The second point that we have after wickedness is God was grieved. When the Bible says, I think in the King James it says that he repented. I think in the King James it says he repented in that version. It doesn't mean that he changed his eternal plan. God is unchangeable. And his person, his perfection, and his purposes. And we know that, that, that we went over this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, that in him we've obtained the inheritance of being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. It was always the plan. He just, he's grieved. And I think that should be us when we see sin. It should grieve us. It should grieve us. It should grieve us to the point where we come to prayer. It should grieve us. I've never in my lifetime thought I would see police officers being shot. I never in my lifetime thought I would see people on the subway being thrown into the subway. It should grieve us, the sin. We need to be praying for this nation. We, 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 you know, when we, when we look at this, it's, you know, God has His plan and, and, and God is sending His Son back and only God knows when that's going to be. You hear somebody start throwing out, I, I forget that guy who wrote the book. He changed the, the time like four times and still sold books, which is crazy because it's in Scripture. <laughs> but that's how gullible we are. We have to be very careful. That's why the Word of God is so important. Right? No one knows the time except for the Father. It's in Scripture. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 10 and 11, it says, The word of the Lord came to Samuel, I regret I have made Saul king, for he has turned, uh, turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And see that word regret. So it, it is the, the sin, it is uh, the grieving that God has as he's, he just, the, the evil of man. And, and we see it time and time again. But you, Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 through 44. Because as we look at the, the ark, one of the things that we'll look at as we look at this next week is to understand, like, we're in a time right now where His return, like, according to Scripture, things are just lining up. It should wake you up. Because it tells us that in Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 through 44. It says, But of the day and the hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. There you go. 
So if anybody tells you, I know the time, this is when Jesus come back, you need to tell them, bro, come here. Let's read Matthew chapter 24, verses 36. Let's get you right. This is why we read our Bibles. Okay, it's very important. It's, it's, pastors tell you all that all the time. It's, to, it's so for your individual growth and your relationship with God. In verse 37 it says, But as of the days of Noah were, so also will come in the Son of Man be. For as the days of Noah before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And did not know until the, the flood came and took them all away. So also will be, be the, the coming of the Son of Man be. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, if, that, if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at the hour you do not expect. No one knows. You need to be ready. Every knee will bow. We have people that are, are worshiping Satan now. I never thought that would happen in my lifetime. That there's actually, I talked to you all about this, that there's actually a Satan con. There are going to be people that, that they, they sold out. There's that much going on. And there's evil in the world. We see that one of the things that we see is, is what were the conditions of the flood before the flood, the prequel before the flood. One, we had an exploding population. We learned that in, in, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 1. Right? Do we have that happening today? Yeah. Yeah. Sexual perversion. We, we saw that in Genesis chapter 6, verse 2. Is that happening today? Oh, man, Lord. Bad. Really bad. Sad. I mean, you think that 60-something that percent of men are, are, aren't married. That's a problem. That's a problem. And the number one problem of that is pornography addiction. Pornography addiction. We're, we're seeing the transgender thing that's going on, and there's just sexual perversion. Really bad. Other thing we had was demonic activity. And, and, and that's, you know, again with the fallen angel theory there in Genesis chapter 6, verse 2. Is that happening today? Yeah. I don't think, and, and this is what I would pose to you tonight is to think about this. Has there ever been a time that you've ever seen where evil and good are so obvious? Like it's to the point where you just go, that's just plain evil. You don't even have to try to read about it, try to figure it. You just go, that's wrong. It's wrong. And then the other thing we see is that the constant evil in the heart of man. That's another thing. And we're seeing that, you know, definitely even in our country. Just evil in the heart. And then the last thing, as, as we get into next week, as we get into Genesis chapter 6, verse 11, we see widespread corruption and violence. Do we have that happening in the world today? Oh, yeah. It's sad. I mean, I 
politicians that I could probably. I wish Dr. Fauci would come knock on my door. Lord, I got some words for him. I, I'm sorry. You know, it used to be a time in our country, and I know I'm, I'm belaboring that, that point, but there is evil. There used to be a time where they would at least come together to do what was best for all Americans. No more. We've come to a time when it's best to do what's for the politician. What's best for me? We see corruption. Sadly. Sadly. And so we see all these things, and, and what do you get from Jesus? Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Because, look, two are there, only one's taken. So I don't know if Donna or Court, which one? No, I'm playing. <laughs> They're like, come on, man, don't don't do that to me. But in verse seven, it says, so the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both for, uh, both man and beast, creepy things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. So the last point that we see and we'll wrap this up here and I'll probably pick some of this up next week because uh, we got the kids over there and I know my wife is like nah, ready. Uh, the last point is God is holy and God will judge. This is something that, you know, that I don't, I don't know what, you know, we, we, we saw God judge Cain in Genesis chapter 4, verse 12. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you the strength. You shall be a fugitive and wander on the earth. You see that, that God was slow to anger, patient, and still merciful to Cain. And yet Cain didn't get it. Cain got judged. In Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11, it says, Saying to them, As I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his, his way and live, turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? He's slow, slow to anger, abounding in grace, showing mercy, Waiting for people to turn. And finally, we see that little bit of Scripture there in verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And we'll deal with that more next week as we deal uh, with Noah. But it's important for us just to remember that as we look at this, that, that God gave grace 120 years. They had to, to choose to jump in the ark. They didn't. Nineveh is a great, great story when, you know, his judgment came and, and Nineveh decided to turn, right? At the end of the day, we, we need to remember in Romans chapter 5, verse 20, it says, No law came in to increase in trespass, but where sin increased, grace abound all the more. And we're going to talk about grace this weekend as we finish up in, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 10. But it's just a reminder to us, you know, we get into the, the theological discussions and those are great. But we have to remember the wickedness of man. We, not, we need to remember to be ready. We need to remember that, that even though if, if sons of God, if, if they're a, a, an unfollower and a follower of God, it's, it's, it's not a picture of, that God is trying to portray for marriage. It's a, it's a reminder to us how important marriage is. 
And, and at the same time, it, it, we, we see that, that his return is imminent. We're seeing a lot of the same things that happened during the time of Noah. We're not promised tomorrow. None of us are. His return can happen tonight. But are you ready? Because I'm ready, man. I'm like, come on. Please. Maranatha, Maranatha, Lord, come, Lord. Please come. You know, we see our nation. We see the things that are going on. But you know what? There are still people that are lost. We're still moving to try it. We got, we got, we're, man, we'll find out sometime either Thursday or Friday if we'll be back in the Lytle High Schools doing school assemblies to share the Word of God. We were there in the fall. We're a small church, but let me tell you something. God can do a lot with a group of people that love God, love people, and want to get the message to share the gospel and talk about sin. We just have to be obedient and apply His Word. That's all He's asking from us. And grow. Grow. And you go, man, I, I don't know where I can serve. I don't know what I can do. Can you pray? That's a big part of it. That's the biggest part. We win more battles for this church on our knees praying than we do anything else. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us to find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 